now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Look for the union labels. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Alan Nathan Show. Silker Joe Show co-host Joe filling in for Alan today. While he is on assignment, Alan insists, though, that he will be back Thursday. Of course, tomorrow you will be joined by John Hayward, a popular guest host. So we get to have you know one, one guest host of each flavor this week before Alan takes up Thursday and Friday. But if Alan were here with us today, he would give to you his mantra. Folks, we want the Republicans out of our bedrooms, the Democrats out of our wallets, and both out of our First and Second Amendment rights. The Alan Nathan Show is a Main Street Radio Network production, so we want to thank the Main Street Radio Network for allowing this program to exist. We also want to thank them profusely, in fact, because if it weren't for management there, this program not only wouldn't exist, but their clients would have their way and we would be silenced. Sometimes management disagrees with us as well, but they have our backs and we appreciate that. And we want to thank the Salem Radio Network for distributing the show. Main Street Radio Network is at MainStreetRadioNetwork.com. You can find the Al Nathan Show up there as well as my show, The Silker Joe Show. And you can find us uh, posting sometimes on the Main Street Radio Network Facebook page. Also on Twitter, you can find them at Main Street Radio. And mostly you just get Alan Nathan's topics there. I don't think there's any Silker Joe Show posts on Twitter. But we do post on Getter, G-E-T-T-R dot com at Silker Joe Show. Not to be outdone, the Alan Nathan Show has its own Twitter page, at Alan Nathan, and its own website, alannathan.com. And at this point in the program, Alan would give to you his subjects. I have some pre-written right here. Sometimes I don't, because I get a little bit uh, of a last-minute notification, but today I had plenty of time. And here they are. Biden's 2024 campaign has launched. Will it be able to escape the gravity of both his personal scandals and the failures of his administration? Actually, yes, I think it will, at least on the Democrat side, because my understanding is they don't plan to do any debates for the 2024 race. <laughs> There's not going to be a Democrat primary, really, or if there is, they're not going to have any debates for it. It's just going to be some candidates you've never heard of and Joe Biden. You're not going to get the widespread network TV coverage that the other candidates have had in the past. So that'll be interesting. I guess the GOP did that in 2020. I, in 2012 for Democrats, though, under Obama, I don't believe they had anyone run against him. Although my understanding of that situation is that Hillary Clinton was given a sweetheart deal that uh, if she doesn't run against Obama, she'll be guaranteed 2016. And, of course, that didn't happen. Uh, but that's why the Democrat field in 2016 was so pathetic, <laughs> to say the least. Anyway, as far as Biden himself, the, if the Democrats wanted to run primary candidates, boy, they should they could tear him a new one. He's had plenty of things that go wrong with him. For example, the... Uh, many, many uh, crimes that uh, it seems that he is involved in. That's why we call it the Biden crime family. We have plenty of evidence that he seems to be on the take from foreign adversaries and foreign powers in general, whether or not they are adversaries. Ukraine, for example, they fall in the nebulous category. You know, China is clearly our adversary. Biden takes money from them. We've seen that through the emails from Hunter Biden's laptop. And that laptop has been verified by sources on the left as well as on the right. So for those of you doubting Thomas's and uh, doubting Jane, Tiffany's, I guess, in the audience, well, the, the left has also declared that Biden, Hunter Biden's laptop was legit, which means the emails showing that he's on the take from China and giving some cut to Bi Joe Biden himself, that seems also to be, have been legitimized implicitly at any rate by the left. So there you go. Everyone acknowledges this uh, crime family is going on here. So it's the same sort of thing that really they looked for in Trump, but they'd never bothered to look for with Joe Biden, even though it's right in front of them. They closed their eyes, in fact, with it when it was right in front of them. And they had actual people closing their eyes for them. We learned in 2020 that the current Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, uh, at the time he was just 
campaigning with the Bidens. Maybe this is how he got his job as Secretary of State. Anthony Blinken managed to corral 51, uh, well, he actually just went to a former CIA director who managed to corral 51 or 50 former intelligence officials to sign a letter saying the laptop was Russian disinformation. Everyone except the right believed it because everyone except the right wanted to believe it. And I find it interesting that the left would believe this. Of all people, liberals, the ones who have been against the intel community, at least during the Bush administration, especially after the Patriot Act, suddenly those same leftists agree with those same intelligence community officials who they formerly opposed 15 years prior. It's amazing how just uh, a decade and a half will change your position. Suddenly these people go from being the enemy waterboarding innocent victims and discriminating against Muslims to being heroes, even though they lied. And we know it's a lie now. We know that the laptop wasn't Russian disinformation. As I said, left-wing outlets have verified it. So the, what were these 51 intelligence community uh, officials saying? They were saying, I want a job with the Biden administration. Some of them got it. And certainly Antony Blinken, who initiated this, he got a job there as well. And Antony Blinken, his ties with Hunter Biden, they go back, they go way back to the Biden, uh, to the Obama years, where he met with uh, Hunter Biden during the Obama administration. Coincidentally, Hunter Biden met with J o Obama himself couple of days before he joined the board of Burisma, which was a couple of days before the Obama administration announced that they were partnering with Ukraine, and it just so happened that partnership entailed lots of money going to Burisma. What a coincidence that Antony Blinken and Obama would be involved with Hunter Biden during this uh, very crooked scheme that gave Hunter Biden's uh, business a lot of money right after Hunter Biden was appointed to the board, and of course Joe Biden was appointed to oversee all that stuff. Isn't that nice? If Trump had that kind of coincidence, there would have been another impeachment. But he didn't. They looked for it, but there was none. So they impeached him anyway for other reasons. But Joe Biden has exactly what they were looking for as far as corruption goes. Nobody cares. Anthony Blinken is in on it. No one's going to call him before Congress and impeach him. It's just not going to happen because I guess corruption is okay when Democrats do it. So that's one of the personal scandals that a able Democrat in the uh, primary field could have torn Biden apart with. But alas, there won't be any debates. It'll just be up to whoever has the most money behind them. That's going to be Joe Biden. Because, of course, being this corrupt, he, he, everyone knows he's bribable. So the rich and wealthy and the elites of society will be siding with him. And I just don't understand how leftists aren't understanding why that they are now on the side of big business big companies and the intelligence community that they all of which they formerly hated it's kind of weird how they can hold these two ideas in their head that these corporations are actually good somehow even though the tenets of their socialist ideology indicate that uh, these corporations that are running roughshod over the co country are bad but not only are these companies good but so are those intelligence community officials who formerly they said were trying to create a fascist one-party system in the United States. Well, I guess now that the fascist one-party system is Democrat, it's okay. It was bad if it was Republican, but it's going to be Democrat, so that's going to be okay. Fascism is okay so long as you're the one that's in charge. At least that seems to be thinking of the socialist left. I guess they just borrowed that socialist label much like they borrowed the label of liberal, because they certainly are not liberal, not in the way they're pursuing matters. Gee whiz, uh, they, Tucker Carlson, his recent uh, firing from Fox News, or resigning or being let go, yeah, I guess it was a firing. The left cheered at that. In fact, they wanted it to happen months before. They were demanding that the government involve itself in a journalist organization. Democrats, liberals were. It's not very liberal of you to demand that the government involve itself in a journalistic organization, yet here they are doing it. And now they got their way. Tucker Carlson has been released. And now, of course, there might be other reasons they did it. My personal theory is that Rupert Murdoch, he didn't want to testify in the Dominion voting case. So that's why he did the settlement to begin with, because he's 92 years old. Why would he want to? And part of that settlement was firing Tucker Carlson because Dominion had to have some blood in order to not have Rupert Murdoch come to court. So maybe that's what happened. At least that's my personal belief on that matter. But anyway, 
the point is the left wanted Tucker Carlson fired from Fox News. They wanted the government to actually take over Fox News. Liberal media personalities actually said this on the air, that they wanted Fox News taken over by the government. Why? Why would you want a news organization taken over by the government? Well, the simple fact is they don't because the Fox News does not serve the Democrat Party. They don't consider it a legitimate news source because in their world, the only legitimate news is stuff that the party agrees with, which how can you get a more dictatorial or fascist than that? Right. Where private entities that claim to be journalists are supporting or favoring the government of particular political party crazy how they just kind of do these mental gymnastics make all this make sense the same way they make sense in their heads that biden's corruption is good but if trump had done the same thing it would be impeachable folks more alan nathan show after this break Spring is here. Time to get out of the gym and take your workout outdoors. Whether you're walking, running, swimming, or biking, it's important to have a proper warm-up routine to prevent injuries. Five-time Ironman Triathlon World Champion Craig Crowey Alexander has some advice. Sprains, strains, and injuries can happen to any athlete. Even a minor injury can affect your performance and derail your fitness routine. One of the best ways to try and prevent injuries is to make sure you prepare properly. Alexander recommends always starting with a 10 to 15 minute dynamic warm-up. Activation exercises combined with some dynamic movements like lunges are great for warming up. Focus on one specific movement at a time until you feel ready to go. Be sure to listen to your body and use proper support gear when needed to protect yourself and prevent injury. The Curad Performance Series Ironman lineup includes rugged supports, wraps, kinesiology tape, bandages, and analgesics to support you on your fitness journey. For more, go to curad.com. This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM SkillsBuild is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM SkillsBuild is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM SkillsBuild continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to scale 30 million people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States including yours, but they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. 
Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show, everybody. Silker Joe Show filling in for Alan today while he's on assignment. You're joined now by Lee Williams. And if you listened to my show last weekend, you would have heard him as well. He is chief editor of the Second Amendment Foundation's Investigative Reporting Project and is a frequent contributor to Land News and Armed American Radio, also known as The Gun Writer, and has been writing about firearms issues for 10 years. Lee Williams, happy to have you on the Alan Nathan Show. How are you today? Good afternoon. I'm doing well. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Thank you. So Colorado, they recently uh, tried to get an assault weapons ban in place, and that was defeated. Uh, I'm surprised because in the wake of all these mass shootings, I thought there was a really strong push, at least by uh, the Democrats, to uh, get these assault weapon bans done. Yeah, that one's interesting because three Dems joined the Republicans in voting to suspend the bill. Uh, indefinitely, which is a good thing. I don't know, well, I do know why they waste their time with these quote-unquote assault weapon bans in light of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin Supreme Court case, which says basically if it's in common use uh, and you ban it, you're going to end up repealing that, that ban because it's unconstitutional. What they're trying to do is they're trying to use lawfare to cost us money, to cost our side money, to take all these stupid laws that they know are unconstitutional and have to challenge them. I look at Delaware. They've got, uh, they're now looking at a permit to purchase. They've got an assault weapon ban there, a magazine, standard capacity magazine ban there, and more. They estimate there those those laws are going to cost Delawareans, uh, gun owners, a million bucks a piece to overturn. So they're clearly trying to hurt us in the pocketbook. And they have our taxpayer money that they're doing it against us with. Yeah, it's like they're playing with house money, Joe. They don't care. The law, the bill gets overturned or the law gets overturned, gets found unconstitutional. They still cost us a million bucks. And that to them is a victory. Mm-hmm. Trying to win by attrition here. And they have such odd definitions of uh, stuff they want to ban, oh. like assault weapons. Like, what is an assault weapon? <laughs> Just a scary looking rifle, as far as I can tell. Yeah, something that, uh, you know, one of our action heroes like Sly Stallone or Schwarzenegger would use in a movie. Uh, and their their definitions are so broad, like the Colorado ban would have banned semi-automatic rifles that use detachable magazines and has one of the following, a pistol grip, a folding stock, a barrel shroud, which nobody uses, or a threaded barrel. And then there were more. So basically, if you, the, the one of the firearms I learned how to shoot with, the Ruger 10-22, could be banned. Handguns could be banned. Uh, they wanted to ban all 50 caliber rifles. Sorry, sorry for that, long distance guys and gals. Uh, shotguns with revolving cylinders, already banned. They were known as a street, street sweeper. They got declared a destructive device decades ago. And they even wanted to ban certain semi-automatic shotguns. Um, it's silly. I mean, the head of the ATF uh, couldn't explain what it couldn't define an assault weapon, but the the folks, the good folks in Colorado and the legislature there seemed to know what it was. Uh, and it's just, you know, it would have banned stuff in common usage. I guess the assault weapon is more of a theological point. What does it mean to you? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. How does it make you feel? Right. I also don't understand why they're going after 50 caliber weapons. Those $20,000 a pop, and none of these crazy mass shooters are going to be getting one of those. <laughs> no. Well, then you got to put glass on it. You know, there's another $10,000 for a good scope if you've got a rifle like that. And I have yet to see one used in the commission of a crime. Plus, they're not exactly easy to conceal. They usually weigh in at around 40, 45 pounds. Mm-hmm. And they're so they're they're much huger than the average rifle as yeah. well. So it's crazy that they would even think that this would be something to go after in the wake of mass shootings because of how impossible to use in a mass shooting it is like none of these mass shooters we've had in the past two years uh, unless their parents are millionaires which i don't think was the case for any of them i don't see how they could obtain this sort of firearm well i think the one good thing coming out of colorado other than the win is it might send a little clarity to Joe Biden or Susan Rice or whoever the hell's making the calls on guns, although Susan Rice was stepping down, I assume she's joining the campaign. I don't know who her replacement will be, 
Uh, the, I know she had a 12-person team in the White House that was solely focused on making life generally miserable for law-abiding gun owners. So at least this will send them a message that, you know, trying to have a national assault weapon ban will probably be a non-starter. Couldn't get through the House right now, and I doubt it could get through the Senate. You've got uh, three senators there, Tester, Manchin, and Cinema, who know that if they voted for an assault weapon ban, they probably couldn't go home. Hmm. Well, as you said, though, if it's all about attrition by getting people to spend money, well, they're going to just even a proposal. Yeah, even a proposal, even though it would never be passed, even a proposal will have the NRA and groups like that spending money. Well, don't forget the Second Amendment Foundation. We have 50 active lawsuits. And I think four, it's so difficult to keep track. Our legal side is so active. I think four or five of them involve assault weapon bans uh, across the country. So it's, you know, we're going to have to litigate those. We're going to have to get these lawmakers to understand that their uh, their actions are unconstitutional. It's just a pain in the butt and rather expensive to get there. Yeah, and I kind of thought it would have been unconstitutional just to come up with a vague definition of something that no one can actually agree on and try to make a law based on that. I didn't think that that was really a foundation for any kind of legal system like they're trying to do with assault weapon. You know, everyone to everyone that has a different meaning. So how can you make a law based on that? Exactly. Well, that's never stopped uh, the Biden-Harris administration, uh, nor the ATF, now that they've been weaponized. I mean, look at the pistol braces. This is a perfect example. Pistol braces were designed to make an AR pistol easier to shoot for somebody who was wounded in, in battle or somebody with a disability. And the, the, make, the manufacturers got letters from the ATF saying, yeah, this is fine. This is a pistol. This is not, does not make the, the weapon a short barrel rifle and thus have to be uh, regulated by the National Firearms Act. Of course, Joe Biden gets in, pushes hard against the ATF to get them to do his bidding, and now pistol braces are on, on the cusp of becoming uh, NFA-regulated firearms, which would mean, unless you register it, millions, around 40 to 60 million Americans could be turned into felons overnight by this ATF rule. It's not a law. Although we're, we're fighting hard on that, too. And on the bump stocks, ATF found out the hard way that it's unconstitutional for them to make and then enforce their own rules. So it, it is a busy time. We have never seen a president this anti-gun in the history of this country. And now, as of this morning, from his, his video, uh, he wants four more years to make our lives miserable to try and ban more guns. Yeah, it's ironic, too. You mentioned the pistol brace thing, and that, that actually seems to discriminate against the handicapped. A very ableist move from this administration that prides itself on being inclusive and diverse, yet here they are discriminating against the handicapped. And veterans, combat-wounded veterans. Don't forget that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I have a friend, he's in a, he uses a wheelchair, and he loves his pistol brace. His arms, he can function his arms, but they're just not as strong as they should be. He, uh, he left chunks of his body over in Afghanistan, and he loves it. Hmm. Well, Lee Williams, where can we uh, find out more about the Second Amendment Foundation and all the work that they're doing? You can go to saf.org. SAF is in Second Amendment Foundation.org. All right. Well, thank you for being on the Alan Nathan Show. Listeners, we're coming up to a break. So saf.org, you can check them out. But do come back because we have more Alan Nathan Show on the way. From NAACP Image Award-nominated author Elise Bryant comes a new rom-com about two teens who overcome misconnections and find their way to love. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling follows two people who seemingly have nothing in common, but after a year of chance encounters, begin to think the universe may be telling them something. Dungeons and Dragons-obsessed Reggie and emotionally bottled-up Delilah meet for the first time on New Year's Eve and again on Valentine's Day and on random occasions throughout the year. They're drawn to each other, though they are each too insecure to be their true selves. So what happens once they realize they've each fallen for a version of the other that doesn't really exist? Author Elise Bryant. This is a sweet and funny romantic story in which the characters learn to overcome their fears and discover who they truly are. 
I hope readers enjoy going along on this ride with Reggie and Delilah and maybe learn something about themselves along the way. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling is now available wherever books are sold. Spring is here, and there's no better time to try something new. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar and enjoy real Coke taste and zero sugar. Now available at participating Burger King restaurants. Try Coke Zero Sugar with your favorite food from Burger King. Satisfy your hunger and enjoy Coke Zero Sugar with a piping hot breakfast sandwich, like a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. Sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. And don't forget the crispy hash browns. Or if the flame-grilled Whopper sandwich, BK Royal crispy chicken sandwich, or chicken fries are your fave, you are in luck. All Burger King menu items pair perfectly with an ice-cold Coke Zero Sugar. It's the perfect no-sugar sparkling beverage that goes great with everything. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar to enjoy spring your way at Burger King, where you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? Go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills. Skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries. From healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, you can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. Find your path to a new career today. Visit findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show, everybody. Soaker Joe Show co-host Joe filling in for Alan today while he is off on assignment somewhere. No, he was not let go, unlike uh, Tucker Carlson. Although, it's an interesting week for the media, isn't it? We, uh, NBC Universal, they lost their CEO. CNN, they lost Don Lemon. And Fox News lost Tucker Carlson, all within the same week. We have quite the shakeup in the media going on. Joining us now to talk about at least the Tucker Carlson side of things, we have Janice Daniels. She is former mayor of Troy, Michigan, and a member of the John Birch Society and writer for The New American. Janice, happy to have you on The Alan Nathan Show today. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm I'm very happy today. I really am. I mean, can you imagine 
decentralized media, <laughs> it's a wonderful thing that's happening. And that's what I think the Tucker Carlson um, uh, story is all about, quite frankly. I don't know if he quit or if Fox News kicked him out, and I don't know what I can believe in the mainstream media, because we never know what we can believe in the mainstream media. Right. But it, yeah. it is a portent to decentralized media, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully Tucker will take his audience with him because, you know, Fox News. Oh, God, censor that, please. I think I said it the wrong way. <laughs> Fox News is uh, if he is uh, if they are willing to let Tucker Carlson go, their most highest rated host. Well, that really shows that they don't really care about ratings. They just care about the content and the message. And they don't like and if they don't like what he has to say, they are willing to fire him, which means they're not really in support of the First Amendment. So despite the fact that millions of people tune in for him. Well, that's true, but I think that Fox News um, is a part of the conglomerate that actually believes that they have a critical mass, that they can do whatever they want to do, and they will recover from it, as they have in the past. Bill O'Reilly, we all thought it was going to destroy Fox News. It didn't because Tucker Carlson popped up, and so I'm sure that they have uh, players in their pocket that may be able to at least recover a portion of Tucker's audience. But with the alternate media that is at our fingertips in every way possible, on the Internet, on the radio, podcasts, um, Blaze TV, all kinds of alternate media sources, I am sure that Tucker Carlson is going to be able to not only carry his audience over, but get a new audience, because quite frankly, I tuned out of Fox News years ago. Yes, I would keep uh, kind of aware of what Tucker Carlson was saying, because I liked what he said, but I didn't know for sure if he was a part of what I refer to as the right side of the uniparty that is there to rile up the masses, just like Don Lemon riles up the masses on the left. Tucker Carlson, was he there to rile up the masses on the right? Um, I didn't know that for sure, and we never know just don't know because the enemy is deep and wide and strong and smart and savvy so we are up against quite a quite an enemy and so i would like what i heard from tucker carlson but i didn't didn't know for sure where his allegiance was by his leaving fox whether he was forced to leave or not that sent, that tells me that there's hope that he in fact is a true Liberty Patriot. Mm -hmm. And I can understand casting suspicion on him, especially with uh, Paul Ryan on the management board of Fox News. Paul Ryan was elected to replace John Boehner as the House Speaker because Boehner was too much part of the Uniparty. But then Paul Ryan turned out to be just as bad. Exactly. And see, that's the strength of their side. I mean, quite frankly, they have billions of fiat dollars, if you will, uh, you know, fiat or not, these billions of dollars are very lucrative and very um, enticing. So it's very difficult to be approached by the deep state players, if you will, um, call them that, and, 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 and not be sucked into the machine that they have created that is so well-established and well-oiled that it's very difficult to not get sucked into it. Everybody loves a good meal and a beautiful home and et cetera, et cetera, except we've got to always prioritize what is the true honor. And that, to me, is following Jesus Christ and, and, and believing in the one true God of Christianity. That's my take, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> yes, and that's a take that nowadays will have the FBI investigating you. They're the same FBI that tried to infiltrate Catholic churches. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you've got to remember, for a person like me who believes that I go from life to life because I believe in eternity, <laughs> um, it, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm, a, I'm on this side of eternity or I'm on the other side of eternity. So, you know, I, of course, I love living. I love my life, um, but I'm not going to stop speaking out the truth. What I believe needs to be spoken when we want liberty and justice for all. Uh, the truth has to be spoken. So um, at, at the risk of whatever may come my way, um, 
I'm still going from life to life, so I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess media personalities now sort of have to do the same thing. Uh, if they speak their mind, they have to risk going from media life to media life in a way, as Tucker Carlson is finding out. Exactly. And just think, he's going to probably build a, a, a new conglomerate of liberty-loving media sources. This is excellent news. I'm, I am really, truly, I'm very pleased by this um, uh, this uh, uh, instance of uh, uh, of what I see as uh, uh, hope for the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I, know, I, I don't want to make it sound like Tucker Carlson is anything like a savior or anything, but I think he is a very important part of the cog in the liberty wheelhouse. Uh, and I'm thrilled that he's come to see the light, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, he, heck, if he builds up enough of a following wherever he lands then that might even end up uh, being a strong competition to Fox News. And boy, isn't that needed. Uh, you do have other outlets, Newsmax, Blaze TV, etc., but one American News, but none of them really seem to have live, risen to the level of Fox. So maybe Tucker can actually get some competition there, and Fox News won't be so smug in its representation of the Uniparty any longer. <laughs> isn't that the truth? <laughs> well said. <laughs> Yeah, Tucker Carlson is quite an amazing guy, and I'm uh, always hopeful uh, when something like this happens. Uh, and, of course, now the mainstream media is going to try to bury him in a personal assassination is their specialty, and they, and they do a good job of it because they're well-schooled in the art of deception. Uh, but uh, hopefully Tucker and the other people in the alternate media will be able to rise above that, and I think we will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually surprised at the solid news report by the local CBS affiliate, local to me anyway, and they kind of did an even-handed explanation about Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon being fired, explaining the reasons. I was expecting something just sorely biased against Tucker. That's interesting, uh, and that may be another good sign that, in fact, uh, if you if they can't beat us, they might join us. You know, more and more people might stand up and say, "You know what? I need to stand up now because I haven't been happy with the way I have been muzzled in my real opinions about things." Uh, this this is uh, again just uh, a, a, an incredibly wonderful thing for me uh, personally because um, I was faced with the character assassination tactics that they are so good at doing. Uh, And I I was helpless 12 years ago to fight back. Uh, But uh, as I see this this evolution or revolution of ideas uh, come to fruition. I've always, always said this is a, this is a war of ideas. I I believe that we will win based upon our ideas, and I see that happening now. I like it. And to that point, uh, with Tucker Carlson being like, oh, there might have been a segment of the population who thought, well, he's on a he represents my views. He's on a mainstream radio uh, mainstream. TV network, that is. And I almost said Main Street Radio Network, but that's the company that has this show. Uh, but they, they might have seen uh, Tucker Cross on this mainstream television network and think, well, he represents my views. So really, uh, I don't really have to speak out. Millions of people are watching him. But now that he's let go, these people might suddenly stop being so silent because, well, they're thinking, well, if they can let him go and he's my voice, now I need to find my own voice. That's so true. Uh, that's why I just think that this is a, um, it, it could be a catalyst for liberty, uh, for the truth. And it is time that the people who speak the truth speak as boldly, boldly as the people who are lying speak. Uh, I, in fact, I was watching an interview of Alex Soros. Now, Alex Soros is one of George Soros's sons. And uh, he's kind of like a, a, an egghead kind of guy, and he's, of course, gone to the best schools, and, and he's been well-versed in the art of um, deception in calling this, uh, in calling what needs to happen is a worldwide effort to establish democracies. Uh, And, you know, democracies is not what we need. We need our republic. So but Alex Soros was was very much lamenting the fact that the liberal uh, media is losing ground. And I like that. Mm. 
If he's concerned, then we should be celebrating. Janice Daniels, former mayor of Troy, Michigan, appreciate you being on the Al Nathan Show. And listeners, if you want to check out her work, including an article she wrote about Tucker Carlson, she is also a writer for The New American. We're coming up to a break, so you can look it up then. But do come back. We have more Al Nathan Show on the way. The pandemic is just one factor that forced companies to rethink the way they conduct business. In addition to remote employees, companies are uploading more data to the cloud and workers are using a wide variety of apps and devices. As a result, businesses are more susceptible to security breaches than ever before. For 10 years, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud has helped businesses improve security and minimize vulnerability. Security continues to be a top concern for businesses. According to JumpCloud Vice President Eric Brown, organizations need to reconsider their approach. Identity is the new center of IT and the foundation around which all IT infrastructure should be built. That's where we at JumpCloud come in. We help companies and people make work happen with secure, frictionless access to the apps and data they need with an open directory platform designed for identity transformation. To learn how JumpCloud can help your business, visit JumpCloud.com. Vitamin B12 is important for supporting not only our metabolism, but also our energy levels. Our brain and our nerves need certain vitamins like B12 in order to function properly. Even if you're eating all the healthy foods like fruits and vegetables and getting you know great sources of protein, it's sometimes the case that you can become deficient in one or more nutrient, and that's where supplements can be helpful. So if you wanna support your B12 levels, Jaro's Methyl B12 is a great supplement to consider to optimize your B12 levels. This type of B12 is recognized by the body, so it's delivered to your cells more efficiently. It's also been shown that it is a great way to make sure that you're getting a highly absorbed form of vitamin B12 and one that's gonna be retained better than other types of B12. You can learn more at jaro.com. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year, remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got got his first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat? Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, 
ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Thank you for staying with us through this hour of the Alan Nathan Show. And let's have a guess this segment. But while waiting, again, uh, something else in this segment. Uh, you know, I had the topics in the opening about the Biden administration and its failures and how Biden thinks, hey, this is a great record to run on in 2024. And barring massive fraud, any other president would have uh, been considering just being one term and leaving it at that. But, of course, Joe Biden, not only is he going to run through it, but he has a strong chance because, again, the Democrats do not plan on holding any debates this year or for, well, this year and next year. I meant this presidential run. But here's something else that uh, Joe Biden has, a nice soundbite that Republicans can play. He said that there's no such thing as someone else's child. He says your child actually belongs to everybody. Isn't that terrific? It kind of explains their methodology behind this whole trans movement, right? Where what's going on now, to be clear, there are people legitimately who may be trans, may have been born intersexed, for all we know. Uh, There is medical precedent for that and psychological precedent for some people being trans. But the trouble is how inflated this movement has become because it's part of a popularity contest. You know, you ask the average kid, what makes you special? They don't know. You ask the average kid, do you want attention? Absolutely, of course. It's a psychological thing that kids want. So what's the way to be special and get attention? Right now, it's to declare that you're trans. Of course, that leads to life-altering consequences because the first thing they do is shove surgeries down your throat. And the, uh, the, the, the characteristics they look for in being trans are so basic and so stereotypical of genders. It's insane that anyone in the 21st century would consider these as evidence of being trans. For example, if you're a three-year-old boy who wants to play with a girl's toy, or if you're a three-year-old girl who wants to play with a boy's toy, according to John Hopkins, that's a sign that you're trans. (laughs) Bigoted stereotypes like that. Each gender has its own role. Each sex has its own role. Rigid stereotypes. That's how you determine if someone is trans, if they don't conform to these rigid gender norms. That's what they're using as a guideline. The the same people who 15 years ago would have called you a bigot and sexist for saying that women belong in the kitchen and have defined roles. Now Now they're saying the opposite. Now they're saying that if a woman wants to be outside the kitchen, she actually wants to be a man and so needs to be uh, given mastectomies and uh, hormone therapies and all that. It's insane this, how they let this occupy these two competing ideologies occupy the same space in their brain. It's no wonder that you have two feminist organizations siding with Republicans on the uh, Protecting Women in Sports Act, the Save Girls Act. So maybe that will work out. And as far as uh, women in sports, now the reason they need protection is, well, just ask any any parent, do you want your daughter to have the tar beaten out of her by a male MMA athlete who decided that day that he was female just because he couldn't hack it with the men, but boy, he can brutalize women very easily. You know, we're told that uh, it's wrong for a man to hit a woman because men are stronger, yet now we're being told, no, that's actually okay so long as the man first says that he's a woman. So all you wife beaters out there, I guess that's good advice. Just identify as a woman before you slap your wife around, and the law will be on your side, apparently. And and, and then coup de grace, label your wife transphobic while you're at it. Because we've seen what tra- what the trans community is being allowed to get away with. We saw it with uh, Riley Gaines, famous student athlete, who was protesting how men in her sport who identify as women are beating the tar or metaphorically speaking, out of the women in in the sport, the sport being swimming, the male, the biological male athletes are just superior to the female athletes, and like we see this with uh, Leah Thomas versus Riley Gaines, Leah could not hack it as a male athlete somewhere in like two hundredth place or whatever. It was horrible, but then decided, hey, you know what? I'm a woman now, and now ties for first place with Riley Gaines, the best female ath- swimmer out there at that level. So you see how this movement is working out there, how it's pretty much allowing 
substandard male athletes to subsume women's sports and dominate over there in fields otherwise they would not dominate at, which pushes women aside, pushes women out of the picture entirely. So Riley Gaines didn't like that, decided to protest against it. And what happened? She was effectively kidnapped and held for ransom by the trans community before she, for about three hours before finally being broken out. And what was the response from the University of San Francisco where it happened? To say that the trans activists were right in, do, in kidnapping and holding her for ransom. Okay, so that, that's why I said if you are a wife beater and you'd identify as a woman, that's the standard. Kidnapping and ransom are acceptable if you're trans, so I guess wife beating is in that category too. Certainly mass murder. We saw that with the Nashville shooting where the shooter, who was trans, decided that... Uh, I hate these people, I want to go on a mass shooting, and did so, and the people that she shot are now, we're being told, are the real oppressors. The children are the real oppressors because of their Christian faith oppressing those poor trans people. It drove this trans person to commit mass murder because they just wanted to be heard. That's all. They just wanted to be heard. And these oppressive, evil Christians, they were so evil that they deserved to die because... And this was a legitimate outlet for this trans person to vent their anger and be heard. <laughs> so I guess wife beating compared to mass murder and kidnapping and ransom, you know, maybe uh, if you identify as trans, you'll get away with it the same as those others have. Who knows? Point is, though, this whole mentality, though, especially forcing it on children, going back to Joe Biden's statement that there's no such thing as someone else's child. Some states like California have actually instituted laws to that effect. If your child decides that they are trans, they can pack up, move to California, and California will stop you from getting your kid back. Even if your kid is five years old, the the law will protect them in California. No problem. And how easy it is to convince kids that they're trans. As I said, these are alienated kids. They want to feel special. They want attention and positive attention, mind you, and the only way they see to get that is to just come out as trans. They probably aren't trans, but they see, oh, hey, this is what gets me attention. This is what gets me likes on social media. Therefore, that's what I'm going to do. And then, of course, Democrats use that to put a wedge between those kids and their parents who know better. The kids certainly don't know better. They're just doing this based on what gets them stuff in the moment. Instant gratification. That's it. And we knew going into this, before this whole trans movement took off, before it became this cult-like mentality where you isolate and alienate, before all that happened, we knew that most people who declared themselves as trans as teenagers turned out not to be trans, 90% of them as a matter of fact. And of the 10% who became trans, 40% of which didn't seem to be the right decision, they committed suicide because they had advanced too far beyond in their lives they advanced too far beyond a point of return, but also the underlying mental illness that made them think they were trans went untreated. So this is all very short-sighted no matter how you look at it, whether it's the politicians who are thinking uh, allying with these trans will mean long-term voters. No, it just means more people committing suicide. Or these kids who think this is the way to get attention, don't really care what happens to me in 20 years. I just care about what's going on right now. And then, of course, you have a whole industry profiting from this. That doesn't help at all. It's not, not at all about the kids. So based on Biden's assumption, no, I don't think that uh, I want my kids being the property of the state. Look at how they're abusing them. Folks, thank you for tuning in to The Alan Nathan Show. Be seeing you. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.